As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of Football and Grits, the Athletics SEC football podcast. I am your host, David Ubbin. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Andy Staples. It's Monday. And Andy, before we get... Whoa! Sorry, guys. The clipboard flew into my studio here. I can only assume that was... Uh... It means that Lane Kiffin knew we were going to have a great show <laughs> and just threw I, it up I there. agree. I agree. I agree. Well, let's get into the the games that were played across the SEC this week. South Carolina, I guess you could loosely say they did play a game this week, um, depending on your definition. I mean, their offense played a game. (laughs) That's true. But thank you guys for subscribing. Leave us a review, a five-star rating. It helps get the word out, of course. Tell a friend. Um, And we've got a full week of of, uh, content here on Football and Grits. And, of course, you can also listen to the Andy Staples Show and all of our podcasts. There's something for everybody on this uh, podcast network that we've got. And if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, you can change that. Theathletic.com backslash grits. You can read all of Andy's work, my work, our whole college football team, everyone on our uh, behind our, our paywall, and you can uh, check that out. Um, so uh, before we get into it, I, I do want to give a shout-out to Kentucky for uh, honoring John Schlarman this weekend. I, I, I Honestly, I wasn't really aware of his story before Kyle Tucker wrote about it, and I'd encourage you all to read that, not really to just promote our work, uh, but to understand – why he had such an impact on that program and the people around him. Um, it's, it's unlocked and, and free for all to read, but uh, if you weren't aware, he um, passed away of cancer this week, and uh, Kentucky opened up their first play of the game without their left guard and then brought in their left guard who was wearing uh, his number. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to get that out there at the top of the show. And, that was, and he um, had basically been working deal. the entire time. I mean, he'd, he'd been yes. dealing with this cancer for, for about two years now and uh, just worked his way through it. He was working – as of this season, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking because he's got, mm-hmm. he's got kids, you know, they're school age kids. They've got to deal with this. They've lost their dad and just a, just a crushing story, but also kind of an uplifting story when you think about how this man said, look, I get it. This is what's going to happen to me, but I love these people and I'm going to stay with them. And yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. 
that's what I took away from from his story is the impact that he had on so many people around him, and that was really on display this week um, at Kentucky. So um, props to to the Wildcats for for honoring um, really a great a great man. Uh, the best game this week, Andy. It was not particularly close in the end, but I was riveted by Ole Miss South Carolina. Oh, absolutely, and, and so, okay, I, Ole Miss football is so entertaining right now. It's unbelievable. I'll, I'll say it again, 2012 Nick Saban. Yes, this is what I want football to be. <laughs> yes, it's fun it's to watch. So fun. <laughs> it's fantastic. From the clipboard throwing to Elijah Moore somehow being 30 yards away from the nearest defender. It felt like I watching that game, it felt like the whole time Ole Miss was going to score precisely what they needed to score to win and, of course, cover. Shout out to Lane. Uh, even when they went down early. I mean, Ole Miss's offense is not as potent as Florida, but somehow it's a lot more fun. I don't really know how to explain that. Uh, but they are a blast to watch. Uh, and Saturday, we saw that uh, on full display. Oh, it was it was incredible. And the best part of the play that we're talking about, where Lane Kiffin throws up his his clipboard in celebration before the ball is even released by Matt Corral, <laughs> is Braylon Sanders, the receiver, who's yes, on pointing up on the <laughs> sideline nearest the Ole Miss team. He he's he runs uh, basically he's a bubble screen option, so he just kind of flashes toward the quarterback. And then just points toward Elijah Moore. <laughs> like, okay, here you go. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, Ole Miss uses a ton of motion. And I, I didn't do any uh, film analysis necessarily. But I, I believe there was some hefty motion on that play. And I think it's just as simple as that motion caused the defense to lose him. And uh, a lot of offenses are, are not using it quite as much as Ole Miss. It, it just it puts a lot of stress on the defense. And Ole Miss is constantly stressing out defenses. And then sometimes you get those 90-yard bombs where nobody's home and it doesn't take a whole lot to connect. So memorable play. Uh, that was a really fun game. Uh, Andy, who's your best team of the week? I'd say Florida. Uh, they mm-hmm. they just shredded Arkansas. No Kyle Pitts, and it did not seem to bother them at all. Uh, their other two that tight ends. That was surprising ends, to me. Gamble and Zipper Arkansas were great. Hang. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and and Kyle Trask has just become a cheat code. I mean, the the mm-hmm. play where this is and this is kind of right up there with the old Miss clipboard play is the play where Kyle Trask points to his receiver and then points to where he wants the receiver to run in the end zone <laughs> and throws a touchdown pass. I mean, it, it was just incredible. He just, yeah, he is so in command of that offense that defensively, I don't know what you can do to stop it. I, I'm, I'm probably putting the cart ahead of the horse, but I'm very excited to see Florida's offense and Alabama's offense on the same field. I'm not sure yeah. either team's defense is going to be particularly great at stopping the, the other offense. So we may see something akin to the, the South Carolina Ole Miss game or the Alabama Ole Miss game. Yeah. And I would like to give a shout out to uh, Bill Connell at ESPN threw this out there on Sunday. Kyle Trask through the first six games of his 2020 season, 148 completions, 2171 yards, 28 touchdowns, three picks. Joe Burrow through six games, 148 completions, 2157 yards, 25 touchdowns and 3 picks. And I mean, no, this is no a, directional schools either. Now Joe Burrow yeah, has to play and this Texas. Is a full SEC, yeah, full SEC schedule as well. Um, and he hasn't even played Texas Vanderbilt even. yet. Trask yeah, doesn't play Vanderbilt until this week. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, it's uh it's it's people don't think of Kyle Trask as being this elite guy yet because we haven't seen it 
for very long. But this season, he has been that guy. You know, we do our Heisman straw poll at The Athletic. I'll be honest, he was not on my ballot the first few weeks, and watching him shred Arkansas... I feel like I was late to the game, but he was on there this week. I can guarantee you. My that. guess is he's the front runner for the Heisman Trophy by the end of next week, as long as things keep going the way they're going. Uh, you know, he's not going to get drafted ahead of Trevor Lawrence, but he may put up better numbers than Trevor Lawrence this season. He already yeah. is, and and Lawrence has missed a couple games. But I just think the the way he has changed the face of that offense, and you saw it. I mean, their old quarterback was there. Felipe Franks was starting for Arkansas, and. Felipe Franks was a decent quarterback at Florida, but Kyle Trask was a much better quarterback for Florida, and it's it's worked yeah. out really well for both parties, I'd say, but but especially for the Gators who have been searching for that on offense for a decade, and now they finally mm-hmm. have it. And they're getting better every week. That's the thing. You watch them, and even you know a few weeks ago, they didn't look quite this good. I mean, you look at them early on against... Uh, you know, early in, against Ole Miss when they're, you know, they're still kind of force feeding the ball to Kyle Pitts a little bit and they're fun, but, you know, like, can they do this forever? And now it doesn't really matter. Everybody's getting in the mix and, and it's, it's impressive to see. And I will say in the, in the uh, best team performance, shout out to Vanderbilt showing a little fight the last couple weeks. I don't know exactly how they scored 35 points against Kentucky's defense. Uh, that doesn't bode well for, uh, for Georgia. But they did it, and uh, at Vanderbilt, they've, they've, they've perked up a little bit these last couple of weeks, not not looking like a punching bag. Like well, I, I think Ken weeks. Seals has a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, now, they got to put so. some stuff around him over the next few years, but I, I think there's a good chance that, that he winds up being a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who's your best individual performance of the week, Andy? i, I got to go with Trask again. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was crazy. I'm going, I'm going losing effort, Mr. Okay. Kevin Harris. In a losing effort. Very I know, nice. I know, I know. He's playing Ole Miss, who leaves a bit to be desired on defense, but 243 yards, five touchdowns. He looked fantastic for the Gamecocks. Uh, he's been great, great all year, by the way. I he think has. He, he's he has. been let down by the rest of the the rest of the bunch. Whether it's when when they need to throw the ball on offense, and and Shai Smith is their only legitimate target in the in the passing game, or uh, or they just can't seem to block and and give Hill any time to throw. And he mm-hmm. has been the biggest bright spot and occasionally the only bright spot for them. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, you look across the SEC this week, Andy, you know, big picture. We have, what, 101 points in one game. We have 80 plus in a couple others. Well, 73 in Kentucky Vanderbilt. 80-something in... Um, yes, in, uh, in 1994, that would have been a full slate of points. And yeah, remember, exactly. Florida, Steve Spurrier's Florida team would have scored 54 of them. Everybody yes. else would have scored about 16. Why, why are we seeing this this year? Why is it... It's, we've, never really, we've seen this sort of peak a little bit, but it seems like I've never seen it across the conference be this explosive, this consistently, this widespread. Well, I, I think... Everybody has fully come around on these offenses. It's, you know, it took a little while, 
but everybody's there. You've got Florida, which is not a, an up-tempo. Dan Mullen has never been a super up-tempo kind of guy, but mm-hmm. they are now a volume, explosive play-type team, which they haven't been in forever. So, I mean, that you add that one to the mix. Lane Kiffin, out of necessity, really, with Ole Miss playing that way. Uh, Alabama has been headed that way for a long time, and, and that was – that was the entire intent of Nick Saban shifting the way he recruited, shifting the kind of quarterbacks he recruited. It started with him signing Jalen Hurts and then just sort of kept going from there. So this is mm-hmm. sort of the natural evolution of that. Uh, you know, LSU, their defense took a massive step back. Uh, Auburn loses. Think of the talent that Auburn lost on defense. I mean, just, just losing Derrick Brown and Marlon Davidson would crush most defenses. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a, I think it's a little bit cyclical where some of the best players in the league are on offense and very few of the best players in the league are on defense. But, you know, like last year, who was the best player in the SEC? It was either Tua or Derrick Brown. You know, is there a defensive player that you'd put in the top five in the SEC right now? Mm, probably not. Maybe, yeah, I guess no. I was going to say maybe Stingley, but I, you know. <laughs> that, that whole defense has had a bad year. I mean, he's, yeah. he's done okay, but yeah, it's it's really tough. So you, you've got offenses, some pretty good quarterbacks, some very innovative coaches really stressing these defenses out, and a lot of younger guys on defense or people who are filling in roles for guys who, who were much more experienced and much better who left. And, mm-hmm. and so you may see in a year or two this completely flips on its head where – there's like nine great pass rushers in the league, and suddenly nobody can score. Yeah, that's what I want to see is where does this go? Because, you know, again, for most of my career, I was covering the Big 12, and we saw this from like 05 to like 2010-11. That's kind of, you saw this blow up. And what everybody did was, okay, we're going to recruit a ton of pass rushers. All these 230, 240-pound edge rushers. And now... Ton of edge rushers and a ton of uh, a ton of DBs. That was like everyone's recruiting DBs and pass rushers, and that's how they got a little lean up front. And that's why I think you see schools like Oklahoma struggle when they get into the playoffs. The difference is the SEC is not going to go away from great defensive tackles. They have all yeah, of them, that's, so they're not going to stop recruiting go. them. Where does this go counter like countering this? I don't, I don't know. I don't think it will become a five year recruiting trend like it will in the Big yeah, Twelve. Yeah, right? I'll tell you. You got to do something. I'll tell you one of the best ways to to deal with it. And, and the Big Twelve dealt with it with the Eric Stryker type, the two hundred twenty pound guy coming yeah. off the edge. It's easier to deal with it with a with an athletic three hundred pounder coming straight up the middle. Like Derek Brown's mm-hmm. great against these defenses or against these offenses. So you just got to get another Derek Brown, which is that's saying something. But in the SEC, there is another Derrick Brown coming. There's yeah. a or a yeah. Deron Payne, or you know, there's usually somebody like that in the league almost every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And uh, watching that, you know, uh, that sounds like a good off-season project, Andy. Talking mm-hmm. to defensive coordinator, <laughs> not to not to give not to get the uh, give away any, any ideas, but I, that'd be a fascinating uh, big picture piece. Well, that will do it for the Monday show of football and grits thank you guys for tuning in thank you all for listening a lean week in the sec uh andy i'm a little nervous about the last month i must i must admit uh hopefully there's still some football games that are being played uh, but we'll, well see you, you know you're gonna have a lot to cover this week if if the musical chairs rule gets put into <laughs> effect uh, i was trying to do the math on who might need a game and and who might find themselves yeah. in need of a game 
I don't know that we're going to have anything this week, but I think in the coming weeks, we're going to see some musical chairs where, you know, one of those deals you have until the end of business Monday to tell the league who you're going to play this yeah. week. We may have some of those. I booked my travel to Auburn last week, and let me tell you, all of my rates were extremely refundable. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, well, thanks again for tuning in. Again, uh, if you guys are not subscribing to the show, you should change that. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Subscribe to The Athletic, too, at theathletic.com backslash grits. And you can hear The Andy Staples Show talking about college football at large uh, all through the week with some special guests as well. So, Andy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys again tomorrow with Aaron Suttles, and then I'll be here later in this week. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys again soon. Mm-hmm.